who among us doesn't enjoy a good mystery? And especially when solving it means that I get to bring out my competitive side, even if it's just me against the clock, I just can't wait to uncover all the secrets. So June's Journey is a game that is completely up my alley, and I think you'll love it too. In June's Journey, a hidden object mystery game, you play as June Parker, who's on a quest to solve her sister's murder and uncover her family's many secrets. Each chapter brings you deeper into the story, and it's set in the Roaring Twenties, so beyond uncovering clues, you get to experience the glitz and glamour of the time. June's Journey is definitely not a game I play mindlessly, which I love because I get genuinely invested, and a lot of it is a race against time, so there's a little fun added pressure of trying to find the clues as quickly as you can in each scene. There are also tons of ways to customize the island that you're on, learn more about the characters, and then new chapters are added weekly, so you really can't run out of things to explore. So if you think you're up to solve this case, download June's Journey for free today on iOS or Android, or play on PC through Facebook games. June needs your help, detective. This episode is brought to you by Paramount+. Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount+. Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG-13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Hey, long time no see. Welcome back to another episode of Make It Cute. I'm so happy that you're here. Is podcasting like riding a bike? I've, I, I surely hope so, because if you've noticed, it has been a, a little bit since I've released an episode, and I just want to, you know, just check in, talk about life, um, and, you know, talk about some of the things that are happening in the world and in my world, um, because, you know, those are two different spheres. I thought that <laughs> picking up my mic again... I would just get this brilliant surge of inspiration for the creative rut that I've been in, but I haven't yet. Maybe maybe my turning point will be during this episode at some point. Um, but as you've noticed, it has been it's been a little bit since I have been on here, and that was because you know I needed to take a little break for me, and I took it and. I'm back, and this is my first solo episode, and I don't know how long. And I think the thought of doing another solo episode, like for a while, kind of scared the shit out of me. I love having guests on. I think you guys can tell that I love interacting with my guests, getting to know them, the banter, the jokes, the humor. And I think it's just so much easier than when I'm sitting alone in my apartment talking to myself, essentially. Um, you know, to this other solo podcasters out there, I respect the the hell out of you because it's it, it's not the easiest thing to do. It's just like you know, sit alone with your thoughts and just project your thoughts out to the world to consume. Um, but here I am doing it yet again, and as I've done for so many episodes. So my question that I asked myself at the beginning of the episode wasn't really for y'all, but it was more so for me is podcasting like riding a bike. And I would say it is, you know, as I'm getting behind the mic again and just getting more comfortable with my dialogue again, I think it's one of those things that the thoughts just flow. I think, you know, it's kind of like 
word vomit, like logorrhea, just kind of spitting everything that is in my brain out into the atmosphere. Um, so yeah, let, let's chat. I mean, it's been it's been a little bit longer than I in, had anticipated um, for me to make an episode, and I was, you know, I was feeling inspired at one point, and then I was feeling a little bit discouraged, um, you know, whenever it came to like guest acquisitions and all that fun stuff. I mean, the one thing I love about this show and I love about our community is that I can be very honest and I can be very transparent. Um, and you know, it's one of those things that I've missed doing this. I've missed being behind the mic and releasing new episodes, but at the same time, I really needed to take that break to just like rejuvenate and like kind of re rerun my like creative, like energy. I don't know. It was just like one of those things that I felt like at one point I was doing episodes just so I had something out there and I wasn't doing the best quality episodes I could do. And that's why I started doing the guest episodes. Cause you know, I love hosting people on and I feel like that's where this podcast truly thrives, but it can thrive with myself. I think, you know, self-reflection is a huge part. And that's actually something I want to talk about today is just self-reflection journeys. I turned 25 this year. So I guess maybe this is like a part of my quarter life crisis is just feeling this innate pressure to kind of like feel like I have my life together, to feel like that things are perfect, uh, to feel like I'm perfect and to feel like that I, uh, that my worth comes from something other than myself. Um, I feel like so often, especially now in the culture that we've lived in, like I think I've talked about social media a lot on the show. Um, Being a former social media influencer and content creator, I've had social media influencers, content creators, the whole kid, cat and caboodle on this show. And I think we've talked about the pros and cons of social media, but I think one of the big cons is feeling this expectation to, live up to something. And I think when you're in your mid twenties, and I don't know if anyone else feels this way, there's no direction. There's no benchmark. There's no measure of success. There's no objective way to say that you're doing good and to say that you're succeeding and doing well. I think we were so innately trained from such a young age to put ourselves on a benchmarkable scale right? If you performed really well, you got an A, or if you performed exemplary, you got an A plus. If you performed average, you got a C. And if you just really weren't performing well, you got an F or an E in some places. And I think if you had E's on your grading scale, you're just weird. You might've been homeschooled um, or just your institution was just very strange, whatever the case may be, you know, to each their own. Um, Who am I to judge except for the person who is judging? Um, Nonetheless, being in your mid-20s is hard because I'm not saying that, oh, boo-hoo, pity me. But what I am saying is we're in this super transitional place in life where I go on Facebook and, you know, I still have like my friends from high school on Facebook and I look and I scroll through the feed and half of them are getting engaged, half of them are having kids, half of them are writing books, half of them are like doing well in their careers, half of them are in grad school. And I just feel like I'm seeing all these different directions that my life could be going. And 
I almost doubt myself. I'm like, am I, am I like lacking because I decided to focus on my career versus my love life? Or am I lacking because I decided to focus on my like friendships versus a relationship? And I know this is all very love centric, but you know, having kids and getting married and whatever and buying a house with your partner, I feel like that's all very love centric to begin with. So, um, this isn't me being bitter or anything. This is just me realistically looking at this feed that I'm told I'm, I want to like aspire to have this. I'm told that I'm supposed to want this. I'm told that, you know, I'm supposed to want to get married. I'm supposed to want to have children. Um, and that there's a certain age that I should be doing this. And again, it's hard. There's no playbook. There's no guidelines. There's no saying, hey, by this age, you have to be doing this or else you're failing. And I think that makes life in your mid-20s hard. And I think, you know, maybe that's just the big existential crisis that so many other 25-year-olds are trying to answer because I would like to believe I'm not the only one who feels this way. I would like to believe that I'm not alone in this thought. Um, who knows, maybe I very much am, but I don't think I am. Realistically, I think that there are more people out there who are probably going through a similar sentiment um, to myself. But nonetheless, um, existential crisis aside, I like I said, I just needed to take a little bit of a break. I am working on myself. I am just mentally exercising. I've been trying to read more. Um, I've been trying to just like engage myself mentally. As you all know, I am in my second semester of my master's in psychology. And summer semester, I thought was going to be a joke. It is kicking my ass in addition to like trying to have like a summer social life. And I've been traveling. If you follow me over on Instagram at Mileski, um, you'll see that I just have been on the road for the past couple of weeks. And unfortunately, I have a couple of trips coming up. I, I mean, fortunately, because traveling is such a beautiful thing and something I'm very grateful for. But, you know, whenever I'm doing that, I don't necessarily have, one, the capacity to um, put out content and, two, the, just the resources. Because, you know, I have certain things that I need in order to, to put out this content. So um, nonetheless, I'm just very happy that I took that time, set aside that mental space. Um, if you guys remember, I always have like a word of intention for the year. For 2022, I completely forgot what it is. I'm having a bullshit you. Um, I'm sure if I go back to my first episode of the year, I said it and it'll, you know, ring bells. But in 2021, I believe my word was mindfulness. And I'm just carrying that theme into 2022. Um, just being very like aware of my headspace, being aware of my agency, being aware of my capacity, and just really taking ownership over that and not feeling the pressure that I used to. I think you know, social media and content creation and podcasting even, it's a numbers game. Don't get me wrong. I, I'm not ignorant to the fact that in order to do well and succeed in this business, there's a certain amount of content that you probably should be putting out, a certain amount of engagement that you should probably be reaching. Um, you know, I'm not naive, but I think also creators, the reason why creators will go on like these indefinite hiatuses is because 
it's consuming. It can become all consuming, especially when your brand is yourself. Make it cute is me. This show is me. And this is me putting myself out into the world. And, you know, I feel like sometimes if an episode doesn't do as well as I expected, it's like I feel like a part of me is almost affected because I put my entire self into the show. Like, I keep very little secrets on the show, which I probably should guard guard myself a little bit more uh, than I do on the internet where things will live forever. But I think one thing, I, again, I love this community that we've been able to build. Um, and I love just the fact that, you know, people are willing to just like sit here with me and hang out and listen. Cause like I said, I'm doing this, I'm alone in my apartment and I am recording just, you know, talking into a mic all by my lonesome, but hopefully me doing this makes you a little less lonely. I don't know. Why do people actually listen to podcasts? Like, you know, I'm not saying turn this off or anything, but I feel like people listen to podcasts. Yeah, maybe they want to be educated about something. Like maybe the utility that you pull away from the show is the fact that you learn a cocktail or a recipe. Maybe the utility is you're feeling a little lonely and, you know, sometimes you almost want something to feel like a conversation or feel like you're a part of something bigger or a part of something outside of your normal course of life. Whatever you pull away from the show, I just, you know, I... I'm just so curious to why people listen to podcasts. Um, you know, I have my own reasons, which maybe I'm going to start guarding myself now, like in this very moment and not kind of tell my reasons for listening to the podcast. Um, but nonetheless, I'm, I'm happy that you're here. I'm happy that if you're hearing these words going out into cyberspace, that you're listening to them and that I know that someone is on the other side of these. Um, yeah, so I guess updates in my life, that, that was kind of like my life update. Um, updates in the world, I have a platform, um, and I've been very conservative with my platform, not in the sense of like, you know, like politically conservative. I just, I have a platform, I don't, I don't use it. And I feel like there's something that's been rattling around in my soul that I want to talk about, and I feel like maybe I'm going to talk about it, and you may want to skip ahead in the episode if this is like a super sensitive topic for you. Um, But, you know, a couple weeks ago, Roe versus Wade was overturned, and my heart broke for every woman who no longer has the choice of having autonomy over their own bodies. I mean, even whenever abortion was legal, there was still so many different things. Or if you wanted to get your tubes tied, you had to get your husband's approval. Um, I think there was just so much policing over women's bodies. And I, my opinion is that women should do whatever they want with their bodies. Like, and Basically, my opinion is that I shouldn't have an opinion because I'm not a woman. I don't have the issues that will occur. And it's just so heartbreaking to see that so many people feel entitled to having um, to having a choice over women's choice. And that's just been something that's been just sitting with me. 
you know, I think talking about political things and polarizing topics, um, it, it can be a little taboo when you're a creator and when you have a platform. But I feel like, you know, it it was such a heartbreaking setback that it would, in my comeback episode after everything that has happened, if I didn't talk about it, I just, I wouldn't feel right be putting this out into like cyberspace and to the world. So nonetheless, that that's my truth. Um, As a podcast network, our first priority has always been audio and the stories we're able to share with you. But we also sell merch and organizing that was made both possible and easy with Shopify. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell and grow at every stage of your business, from the launch your online shop stage all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. They have an all-in-one e-commerce platform and in-person POS system, so wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. With the internet's best converting checkout, 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms, Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers. Shopify has allowed us to share something tangible with the podcast community we've built here, selling our beanies, sweatshirts, and mugs to fans of our shows without taking up too much time from all the other work we do to bring you even more great content. And it's not just us. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. Shopify is also the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash realm, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash R-E-A-L-M now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash realm. Hi, I'm Madigan from Your Angry Neighborhood Feminist, a podcast that explores the world through a personal feminist perspective. Check out new episodes Mondays and Fridays for a wide variety of topics and news episodes. Listen wherever you get your podcasts. Rage on. This episode is also just, it's a hodgepodge of my thoughts. Um, You know, if you want like the more curated, whatever type of episode, this is not going to be your episode. And I'm sorry to say that. You know, there will be a little cocktail at the end um, based upon something, but this episode is just more so for me to kind of get over that hump of just like not putting out a solo episode for so long and just getting back into the habit of getting comfortable behind the mic again, getting comfortable hearing my own voice echo against my walls um, in my silent apartment and just getting comfortable with being here again. I think, you know, creating takes, it's a different part of my brain that I have to use. It's not my psychology brain that I have to use for grad school. It's not my finance, private equity brain that I have to use for my job. It's just like a completely different part of me. Um, But I love this part. I think creativity is just something that unlocks so much within us and just allows us to achieve so many cool, amazing, radical things. Um, 
So yeah, like I said, this is this is not the cookie cutter episode where it's nice and clean and well put together. This is this is us having a conversation, you know. I I want to know how you're doing, how you're feeling. So this is like, you know, this is a two-way street. I don't know if anyone else does this, but I talk to my podcast. Like if I'm listening to a podcast alone in my apartment, I will reply to questions. I will, you know, sit there in the silence. I'll, I'll let a thought of mine hang in the air. And I think it's one of those things that it is beautiful to kind of have a conversation with someone who's not even there. Um, nonetheless, um, yeah, as, as you can tell, none of this is planned. None. Of, I, I never use a script to begin with, but this is very much just like a mind dump. Uh, another thing that I want to talk about while we're talking just about like crazy issues, um, I guess in light of me being vulnerable on the internet and kind of things that are also going on in my current life, I'm on a fitness and health journey, um, which is amazing. I'm very happy to be doing this for myself and just my body. I have had such a struggle relationship with it where I've had body dysmorphia. I've had an eating disorder and it's one of those things that when you're on a fitness journey, it is, it it unlocks a, a certain part of your life. I, I think I've alluded to my eating disorder on here. Um, and the thing is, I'm not like self-diagnosing. Like I went to therapy in college for my eating disorder. I very much had to go through recovery and really heal my relationship with food and my relationship with my body and becoming a content creator in the food space. I feel like was such a unpredictable move, I guess. Um, as someone who had, such a polarizing relationship with food because there was never there was never a medium for me like before I figured it out it was either I was very enamored by it and I ate I I lived to eat or I ate to live and I feel like those shouldn't be the only two mentalities like you can eat for survival and for sustenance but you can also eat for an enjoyment and just finding that like middle ground and that's that middle ground is where I tend to live now. Um, but you know, when I had an eating disorder, I ate literally just enough to like keep my body active. Like, so then my body bodily functions wouldn't shut down and I had an awful relationship with food. I had an awful relationship with myself. Um, and you know, since going through recovery, I think it's one of those things that I'm thankful for that journey. And and it sounds weird. It sounds counterproductive. But you know how sometimes you have really shitty things happen to you? And in the moment, it's, like, awful. And, like, the time it takes to heal from it, awful. But then you're thankful for it because you learned a lesson. I think that's what that was for me, was really just learning a lesson about myself and learning a lesson about it's not a, like, weight loss journey. It's, like, a self-love journey for me, I guess. I love myself. And I will say that loud and proud any day of the week. But, you know, as I'm going through some of the changes that I'm making, I just want to love myself even more. 
And I don't think there's anything wrong with it. I don't think there's anything wrong with loving yourself and wanting to be obsessed with yourself because I am. I very much am. And I'm very thankful for all the things that my body, big, small, whatever the case may be, has done and will do for me. And I think showing that appreciation when you're going on these types of journeys is so important because it can be very easy to get wrapped back up in toxic mentalities and toxic way of thinking and just feeling like, you know, whenever I do do a like a eating change, I really have to be cognizant about living in a space of moderation and not being in a super restrictive space where I feel like I can't do anything. Um, old habits die hard. So it's a very active choice that I have to make anytime I do this. And like I said, I kind of alluded to maybe having issues with like eating on the show, but I feel like that's the first time I've really, you know, openly just said, hey, yeah, I had an eating disorder at one point in time. Um, you know, it's almost a shameful thing too. And I'm not saying like, it's a shame to have an eating disorder or be a victim of disordered eating. I, what I'm saying is whenever you have like a hardship in life, like you never really want to like express those and put those out into the open. But, you know, I, I said my piece on it and now it's on the internet because I have a awful habit of oversharing on the internet. Womp womp. Gotta love it. <laughs> I mean, like I said, just creating this community has been so fun considering that it's almost been two years since the show has launched through the pandemic. I mean, it launched during the pandemic, which is so crazy to think about. Um, the fact that my wonderful producers um, and I met via, you know, Zoom and brainstormed the show and developed everything and got it out into the open. And, you know, there was a lot of behind the scenes things that I kind of want to like go back and like revisit some episodes and do like a highlight reel of like my favorite episodes, my least favorite episodes, the most stressful episodes, um, because if you go back to like some of my very early episodes, you'll see that I was kind of a perfectionist with it. Like I would edit any little like, um, or I would edit any cough or just any type of thing that didn't sound like a cohesive. I almost wanted to make it sound like a YouTube video in sense, but I think podcasting is about establishing trust one which i hope that we've been able to do over all the episodes and all the embarrassing things that you guys know that even people who know me in real life don't know um but also i think it's about vulnerability at least a show like this you know the show is intended to educate in some senses like i love going behind this food science of certain things or just like the history of certain things but also i just love sharing creations that i've been able to make i think that's the one really fun thing about developing recipes or adapting recipes is just being able to share it with others I think that's so important. So in the light of that, we're going to end the episode on like a lighter note um, after me going through my little existential crisis in the middle of it. And we're going to share a recipe 
So I've been super into like pro and prebiotics lately. Um, part of like my health journey, I'm trying to heal my gut. And I think pre and probiotics are just like a really good way to like, you know, deal with your gut health. So we're going to make like a spiked kombucha type of vibe, um, except I'm going to use Olipop. So what we're going to do is we're going to take just like, you know, an ounce and a half of vodka. And then if you can get your hands on some strawberry liqueur, you'll thank me later. Do an ounce of strawberry liqueur, and then you're going to top that with a strawberry vanilla Olipop. And you got your prebiotic soda. It's low-cal, which, you know, low calories is triggering to you. Sorry, I didn't do a trigger warning or whatever. Um, But nonetheless, it is so good. And, you know, you're going to get some happy gut and a sad liver. And I think that's balance. That's the balance of life. If you're healing something, you got to destroy something else. And I'm going to leave. Yeah, I'm going to leave it at that. So I will see you guys on the next episode, which will have a theme and have a topic and have a little bit more structure. But thank you for hanging out with me for this episode because I needed this. I just needed to get behind the mic again and just be. So Go out there, be your best selves, kick ass, and don't forget, make it cute. See ya.